Yo, yo, yo. Just want to make sure this is working for you. Good evening. Good evening, fellow quarantinos and quarantinis. You are my quarantinos and you are my source of love and affection because I'm alone in my home. <laughs> it's fucking hard. <laughs> Day eight. I need hugs. Just realizing I need hugs. Give me a give me a tap tap if you need hugs. Crystal, I know you're with your brand new um new marriage. Like, oh, by the way, like big love to you Crystal who just got married. I wanted to acknowledge Crystal. Can I share a little bit Crystal? <clears throat> your story is pretty amazing. Like it's so cool connecting with you because you're my clients, you're the people that has been in my circle and brand new people, people who are joining. Um, Crystal, is it cool if I share? <clears throat> you came in, Crystal came into the uh, overview experience. Is it cool? I just want to take a moment and wait and see if you're going to give me the thumbs up. I'm not going to go details. I just want to share like your transformation from where you were like this point last year and you know, how you, how we had an opportunity to, you know, dive in and just go in and dig up and do the work, right? And now, how cool is it that you are now going through this coronavirus crisis with your sweetheart, like you're confined with your person, you know? And this is an amazing thing. Like, this is so cool. Crystal, I don't know if she can hear me, but anyway. Um, I met Crystal as a, a chiropractic patient years ago, and, you know, I left my chiropractic practice, and we just connected on Facebook, and um, she's been following, and then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, she's going through something, a crisis, and she ends up at the overview experience, and stuff happened. There was a trauma, right? I, I don't have your permission to go into detail. If I did... Um, if I did, you gave me the thumbs up, I would, but I'm not going to go into detail. I want to respect it. I'm just going to talk about the highlights of it, which is really important. But this trauma that we go through causes us to be stuck. If you're stuck in your life, I just want you to realize it comes from a trauma. Stuckness means death, okay? It means my nervous system is under distress. I'm in a what's called a dorsal vagal shutdown, which you learned if you've been following along, you learned in the content what that is, is when your nervous system goes into kind of like deer in headlights, fight or flight, and you can't really move. Like you're just stuck there. And she was stuck there and she couldn't really move. And why? Because she was bitter, resentful because of an old trauma. There was some drama that happened within her, you know, tribe. And it just was... And she hadn't been able to. And she was messaging me. She goes, are you going to promise me? This is what people do a lot of times. And she wasn't rude about it. She was like, look, looked at me and goes at the beginning. She goes, this better fucking work. <laughs> <coughs> I love it when clients come up to me and do that, by the way. They're like, okay, if I'm investing in this, I'm doing this, this better fucking work. Is this going to work? And I'm like, I don't know. I know one thing. If you don't do the work, you're completely fucked number one. And number two, if you do the work exactly as I've 
push you to do it, kick you, whatever it takes to fucking get you to see the truth. If you're willing to go there, I promise you, you can't help but have a transformation. If you've attended, please, if you've attended at the events, please share, like, what was your big revelation? What was your breakthrough? What was your big breakthrough through this work? For, for people who are kind of watching and lurking and like, is this guy for real? Like, is this guy bullshit? Is this another one of those life coaches on the internet? I just want to gag when people are like, are you a life coach? I'm like, ugh. It's so different. I help heal the nervousness. I'm a chiropractor that discovered that, uh, and that's how I met Crystal. I'm a chiropractor that discovered that stress-related problems are what's causing these issues. And what's causing these issues, the, these stress-related problems is relationship breakdowns that causes trauma. Now, it's not just breakdowns with romantic partners. It's how we relate to one another. The neuro, here's why. It's the neurobiology of we. We are entangled energetically. And we life is a, a series of attachments and losses back and forth, which are traumas every time. And they leave a stain on our nervous systems. And these people were coming into my office and I'm adjusting them and I'm not getting what the real deal is. And in my own healing journey of my divorce and my attachment wounds and noticing growing up that I'm constantly like fearful of my dad's triggers and my parents, I had to tiptoe around them and I'm not playing victim. I'm just saying my experience of it was because they were not able to regulate their emotions when they heard bad news or something happened, they would freak out and we got that experience of not feeling safe. Now I'm not playing victim. It was just my experience. And now to this day, even now to this day, I'm 44 years old and my parents and I don't always get along. In fact, you know, things, old patterns keep coming up and there's conflict that comes up. And when my dad's voice gets raised or my mom like loses her shit easily and just, you know, doesn't hear me, I go back to that old wound and I just become that little boy again. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, absolutely. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. So here I am, I'm in that space and that fear of being authentic with them because I was afraid of their reaction showed up in one relationship after another. I would just show up as an inauthentic version of me because I didn't want to get in trouble with mom, so I would get into these entanglements in my relationships, and, and then I would get into these kind of power dynamics and with, with people, and I couldn't tell the truth and be authentic around my parents, and there was this dynamic between me and my partner and my parents, Persian parents, that really would fuck things up, and this is very common. I'm in men's groups and stuff. This is very common in... Um, like ethnic, like like Indian, Chinese, when the parents are getting involved and this interrelational dynamic that broke down right in my wedding, like just around my wedding, it was traumatic. And it's just like, it's carrying me. So what happens is I end up having inauthentic relationships with 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 women because I can't be real around them because of my afraid of their triggers and they can't. It's just a freaking mess. And so in that journey of really figuring out and unpacking that and realizing that the answer was in my nervous system and by healing that, slowly I started leaving my chiropractic practice 
so that I could actually teach people that. And Crystal was one of them that was in my patience. And then she came out after, you know, I saw her go through a divorce and, uh, I went through one as well. She like, you know, we you know, you know, a person over 10, 15 years, you get to know their life. You see their kids, their whole family would come in. And all of a sudden she's stuck in this thing, attends the overview experience, has this massive breakthrough, like, oh my gosh. And no relationship really, just limbo, not really sure. And then here she is a few months later, she just got married last week. And so I am so grateful that you were here just tuning in if you're there. That's great. And so what's really cool is no matter what's happening around her with this coronavirus, she has a guy that she's sequestered with, Quarantino, fellow Quarantino, Quarantini. I'm sitting here alone. But as I made, as I made myself a priority and my own healing a priority, when that, my last relationship breakdown came up, I realized that I'm a master at looking at past stuff and turning it around, but I still didn't know how to regulate my triggers in real time. That is a, and I believe that is the hallmark of your work, of the work, is your ability to regulate. Because we all can look back and find like benefits and gifts of something in retrospect. But how good am I at taking a really deeply, difficultly charged thing in my face right now that's happening now? And either not, not try to avoid it, which is what I want to do. Most guys, I don't want to, I dealt with it, I didn't deal with it. Not just avoid it, but not let it be like the thing that you're always talking about and playing victim to. Something in the middle, which allows you to process it and allows you to, um, you know, allows you to process it, but gets you past the victim story and you're able to move through it. How do we do that? And I dedicated my entire last couple of years to doing that by going in and doing some healing work with my parents. I actually moved in with my parents. I did the unthinkable after my last relationship breakdown. I said, clearly, I'm not doing this relationship correctly this relationship thing correctly. I'm great at uh, many things, but it's clear and it's very embarrassing for me to realize that this relationship thing can't work. And then I look at the quality of my parents' relationship and the way that they interact with one another and I could see these patterns starting to happen. And I realized that I didn't have, I didn't know what intimacy was. Intimacy didn't exist because my reactivity blocked intimacy. Please write that down. Your reactivity and your inability to handle your triggers and make it about the other person and go into a spiral and not know where it comes from and have no control is causing disruption in the unity of your family, period. Because either you you get triggered and you rage, which is how my parents were with me. They don't shut down. They fucking rage. We're literally walking around. Don't tell mom and dad because uh. so it's like this tiptoeing. So we withheld the truth because we truth of the matter is what I discovered when I did the work was they're uh, incorrigible. This can't work. And then I realized that if I just did the work at becoming okay with whatever reaction they had to my truth, 
please get this, this distinction. This is how I healed. <clears throat> My childlike self wanted them to be better parents and stop being narcissistic parents. That's just how we, they don't even understand. To see another perspective other than their own and how things, it was just foreign to them at the time. They didn't understand empathy. And I just couldn't get through. It's like a brick wall. I was like, you're just not, have you ever had that experience? You're trying to be heard, but they're just not, there's like, we don't get you. They just don't understand. We just don't understand you. I'm like, oh my God, it, it sucks to not feel understood. Do, do you understand what I'm talking about? D does this make sense? So as soon as I stopped needing that from them and I did the work on giving it to myself, all of a sudden the dynamic started to shift between them. And then I started to realize, holy crap, the way that I'm being impacts how everybody is around me. I have an impact. I have a say on how people respond, react. I mean, I can't control them, but I actually have some ability to uh, guide that and be intentional with it. Like for example, in every, and I said this before, if this is the first time you've joined me, my, my goal in every one of these trigger-proof transmissions is that, here's the intention, is that you leave fully connected with your heart. You leave a, a, like a more centered individual, less likely to lose your shit, and an ability to be able to have the children around you feel safe. Not because you're pretending like everything's okay, because they can spot that bullshit from a mile away. When the words that you're saying don't match the vibration or feeling that you're giving off, the kids are like, they don't trust you and the, or they don't trust themselves. Either way, there's this lack of authenticity because of the mask. <clears throat> so how do you balance it? Well, you learn how to regulate. And when I did that, <clears throat> all of a sudden, my relationship started to change. And lo and behold, I have now found the one. Within a very short period of time, the person just walked into my life and it was like, oh, that's what a safe relationship feels like. Not based on a trauma bond, not based on this push-pull, Dis distancer, pursuer, this little cat and mouse, highly bipolar, highly sexually charged, passionate shit that I would always be fucking drawn to because of my bond, but my wounding, my incomplete wounding. Now I can find a safe space for both myself that feels like home. And then something massive happened within a few months, like seven months of being together, like I knew right away that I would be probably with her for the rest of my life, but within seven months of being together, all of a sudden, something that ha happened that I never thought would ever happen in my life. I'm going to be a dad. And now in that moment, you parents, you will know you're a parent. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not a parent, you'll be like, what the fuck's he talking about? Kind of like what I was before this happened. In that moment on that phone call where she had a FaceTime and she showed me the home pregnancy thing and then the, the, um, the doctors, uh, like, like the confirmation from the doctor, she didn't want to warn me unless she was sure. She got that certainty. I was just like, whoa. All of a sudden, it was like my universe just went 
I remember that moment. I'll never forget it. I was in San Diego at an event. And so immediately, because I know what I know about the nervous system, I knew that if I wanted to break the cycle of intergenerational trauma that happens unconsciously, and it's not my, your parents' fault, it's not even their parents' fault, and it's not your fault. You're just kind of like waved at the effect of it. Here you are. Okay? It's not anybody's fault. It's actually a beautiful thing. It's an opportunity. It's like, oh, okay, my purpose on this planet is to break the cycle of intergenerational trauma. I'm going to do whatever it takes to stop that because if I don't, my kid is going to end up feeling afraid to speak their truth around me because I fucking lose my shit on them just the same way that that kid felt not safe. And then that incomplete complex unconsciously sneakily runs the choices that you make in these relationships. You think, <laughs> you think you have free will. You think you have control. Nuh -uh. Whether you grew up hoping that you were nothing like your parents and going, fuck that, I'm going to be the exact opposite, which is what I was, was doing until I fucking repeated the same process in my relationships. They were all the same as my parents. Or you do the opposite and you say, yes, whatever you say, I'm going to do everything to please them and I'm going to have their voices in my head and just do what they would do and just have their little ear, have them in my ear, basically running my life. Either one of those two, you're not the one in charge. And the, the, the benefit of a midlife crisis, a divorce, you name it, the benefit of one of those is that it gives you an opportunity to go something that is a part of every human being's journey, all of us. Not one of us are, are, are absolved from this responsibility to unpack all of these unconscious complexes that we don't want to deal with because who the fuck cares? It's in the past. No, it's not in the past, motherfucker. It's every single day. Every single day, every conversation, every fucking trigger is in your face. That's your past. That thing that's causing you to lose your shit. Oh, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to do it. It's in the fucking past. Yes, no, it's not. It's right here every day in your face getting slapped with a trigger that you have no ability to regulate. And because you can't regulate it, you don't feel safe. You lose it. Not your fault. It's but your, it's your responsibility. And then people around you become impacted. And the cycle passes to the kids. So the question I'm asking you right now as we're listening is what is this work really about for you? You're in a coronavirus, here you are in the whole epidemic, just like the rest of us, facing the same triggers. You're like, oh God, it's in my face now. Got off a call with um, somebody who's really in distress and she's like, oh my God, you know, it, like the police came, this is severe. And I'm like, okay, if it's that severe, all right, this is important because everybody wants to talk. Everyone right now, what I'm ta telling you is bringing up stuff and you're thinking that you're, you're in your brain is like, I really need to deal with this, but I'm wondering, I want to talk to Nima. Can I talk to you? And the answer is I can't, I can't talk to you. No, 
my inbox is flooded with people so out of all of the people I have to sift out and we have like a process to talk to if you can only triage and you have 10 people who are in need right now of you and your time and your work and this is your job and this is your job this is what you do for work and it's draining because you know you have to make sure your cup is filled to do that to, to help other people who who are you going to spend your time with who's the priority well it's the one that is not going to it's going to be the least emotionally draining that you want to work with that person and the person who is actually ready to invest in solving the problem not just emotionally dumping and going oh thanks dr nima i feel so much better and i'm like sitting there going okay so what just happened to me because this is it's when i'm holding space for you i get into a sacred place and i like i'm probably one of the best in the i suck at many things i'm one of the best in the world at looking you in the eye and going you're full of fucking shit stop your fucking lies why i can tell because i'm the biggest bullshitter around i'm the bullshit artist in recovery i'm the one that can look at you and go nah because i'm constantly self-evaluating and trying to cut my own bullshit because i'm tired of it <laughs> i have work to do and so the way that I can be most useful is if I put my bullshit and my bullshit detectors to use to be able to cut away all of your lies so that you can see why your life is not working right now. It's because of your incongruencies and your unwillingness and your fear of the truth because nothing is more triggering than the truth that you don't want to face. So I've become, because I've gone through a few dark nights of the soul, I began, plus I'm intense and I'm, I'm a big, big sweetheart, but depends on what day you get me. I'm like, look, we don't have time. Like, are you ready? Like I want, what makes my heart sing is your transformation. And your transformation has to be your willingness to let go of your ego and just say, look, I want to, I want to do like, let go of your ego. Like let go and just tell the truth and let's suffer together and just like sit back into the truth and tell the truth. The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. And so I've been seeing all of these people and the same things are coming up again and again. Okay, and here's what it is. Already before this coronavirus thing is going on, there was a tension between the relationship. And this is just brought it up. And here's the thing. Already, if the kids don't feel safe, during a time like this with what's going on outside, it's like 10 times more important than that you and your partner be like a team throughout this. But if you're stuck in your wounds and you haven't gotten complete, like, this will this will break you and it will break them right it's it's like times like these is when relationships can actually get stronger if they're falling apart worse there's something for you to look at right now even though even though i understand you want to blame that other person i know i know you do so do they they want to blame that other person too. And rather than try to sit here and be validated like your younger part wants to do, it's wiser for you to start thinking instead of being right, 
and being validated, it's wiser for you to start thinking. I, I, I introduced this to one of the guys, the husband that I was like, because he was just like this. He was a pouty little boy, angry because he discovered something. And he was like, I'm ready to leave. He was just being a pouty little boy. I even said, I, I was like, before when the partner said, I want to, can we talk? Can we do a mediation? I'm like, he's just going to be, he doesn't want to talk to me. He's going to be a pouty little boy because I've done a thousand of these calls. <laughs> Making her wrong. She's holding on to guilt. She's going through all sorts of emotions that have been bottled up and she's not telling the truth. Okay. And he's pissed off. And so I basically told him, I said, look, before you go, I understand this is all new. You don't want to face this. You're angry. But regardless of what happens right now, you and your partner here are going to be at the head table at your daughter's wedding. Now, depending on who you're being, and how you're taking this, how you're approaching this, you can actually create hell that day, or you can actually make sure that your daughter feels seen and loved and feels safe. Because another friend of mine that I just spoke to was like, I'm not, I'm not getting married, I'm not having a wedding. I'm like, why? I'm, I'm eloping, why? Because there's no way that I would be in, want to be in the same room as my mother and father, especially during a special day like my wedding. I was like, whoa. So, like, when I say who is this really about as the title of today's transmission, who is your work and your dedication to this work? Who is it really about? You think it's about you, but it's not only about you. It's actually about your relationship with your mother and father. It's not only about that either. Who it's really about is the relationship that they have with their mother and father and whatever they experienced. And then it's not just about you because it's now trickled down to you. It's now front and center. And these two children are watching during this coronavirus, looking, sensing, feeling and you can't fake it you can't fake it they're like dogs they sense they sense if, if i'm li listening to you and i'm sensing some deep dark energy from you and i go how you doing and then you go i'm great i'm doing so good i'm gonna be like yeah you're full of shit and i might lie to you or i mean when i before i would go oh okay that's fine and let it slide now i'm just like like, I can't bullshit. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, let me know if you want to talk about it. <laughs> right? So I can sense it. In fact, I don't listen to what you're saying anymore. I want to watch video and I can see through you. It's weird. This work gets you so deeply connected to you and your senses that when you're with somebody, you can feel them. And because you can feel them and you can feel you, if you don't know how to set proper boundaries energetically and you don't haven't done the healing work, your emotions will enmesh with theirs and they will, their emotions become your emotions and you don't know how you feel, you're based on how the other person feels. And that's called a codependent relationship, which is caused because your parents had that same thing. 
There was a codependency. There was this stuckness. Something wasn't spoken of. Does this make sense? Buckle in. Working with me is going to be bumpy. <laughs> oh, man, if it's about my precious, buckle in. If it's about my precious, yeah. Caroline, I'm really excited that you're going to be joining us on Saturday. Caroline has twins. One of them, imagine, imagine you've gone through a crisis. I want to acknowledge that fucking badass. She had a son. She has a son, two, two boys, twins. Um, and one of them, you know, had cancer and he's symptom free. He's in remission. I, I believe he's good. You guys are like, please confirm. Um, is this, is, is that right? Uh, Caroline <clears throat> dropping some bombs. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. I don't know. It, like I said, it, it's coming through me. It's, this is channeling through me based on what I'm experiencing in the moment. This is what's relevant right now. What's relevant because of the conversations I've been having and I'm trying to package them in a way that you can get it. I mean, literally, can you hear that? There's ambulances going on. Like the sky is falling. And the only ones that are standing right now are the ones that are grounded in their hearts. And I'm grounded in my heart at this moment, but I don't wake up that way. Not often. Especially it's like, whoa, with the, my phone's blowing up right now with people who are struggling, number one. Number two, I got my own stuff with my uncertainty. So my own mental state and my energy is like I'm holding on to this like precious cargo. And yet people are still wanting to message me. So I got to really just be like, okay, only the serious. So because of that, I had to create an event on Saturday for the people who are super serious. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, if you're not willing to say this is important, okay, I just gotta focus on those people because I wanna help. I wanna help, but I can't drain myself. You know, this is doing two transmissions a day through this. I'm, I'm so keen on it and I love giving away that free content because I know it's helping you. And I wanna talk to those people who really want help. I'm, I'm now creating some barriers now. You gotta be committed. You can't be scared. Well. You have to be doing it scared, and it is scary. And so Caroline, basically, after going through all of that trauma for a few years and healing that, is now is like, okay, good, back to normal, right? He, I've, we, me and my partner, we've climbed this mountain. The, the kid is still here, thank God, he's healthy. Okay, good. Now this crisis hits, and she's like, all right, okay, I can't avoid it. I'm gonna deal with the shit. That was probably going on long before I had even kids. Welcome. I can't wait to walk you through this. On Saturday, here's what's going to happen. Okay, because you're gonna we're gonna get really clear on who this is really about. Please write that down, Caroline. Write down who this is really about. Okay, one year in remission, cancer free. Oh yeah. Mwah. Write down the names of who this is really about. Joe Maimone, what up, my brother? Oh, I just want to tell all your stories. Joe, is it okay if I tell your story too? Just say yes. Peta, you write your story. Joe, write your story. Because here's what's happening. Peta, I want to acknowledge you. Maureen, I want to acknowledge you. Joe, I want to acknowledge you. While the sky is falling and the world is going crazy, these guys have now learned the tools of getting back into themselves and they are actually leaders for others. This is my vision. 
because shit's going to hit the fan, but are you able to create a safe space in here so that the people who this is really about are safe? Who is this really about? I want you to write down. I want you to write down who this is really about. Kim, it's good to see you. Maris, it's good to see you. Who is this really about? For me, on February, mid-February, when I found out the news that I was going to be a dad, all of a sudden, my world just went, whoo, and it's like, whoa, hold on. I know too much about the nervous system. Oh, fuck. I know that the most important thing that intergenerational trauma happens long before you're born, but it happens very so prevalently when you are pregnant, ladies. And the, the thoughts that you have, the feelings that you have literally get downloaded. Fuck, no pressure, moms. Holy shit. That's a lot of pressure to carry, right? But guess what? Thank God I've done this work because now when I found out my number one why became to make sure that that baby grows in an environment that's regulated, which means what? When I'm with my partner and she gets hormonal and now she, the COVID thing's gone on and poor girl has to live without having snuggles and, and having a little bit of this, that, that must be really traumatic for her. <laughs> so she's not... Sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. I tried. I tried. <laughs> so I, I, because I couldn't, I, we're not together. She has really good days. Her, her, you remember morning sickness. Her body doesn't feel right. She needs an adjustment. Oh, she needs a chiropractor. And she's like, can't go and get a chiropractor. I'm still in quarantine for another week. Who knows how long this is going to go. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Glad you love. Thanks for the engagement. I can see I'm just like talking to like a computer. It's like, what the hell? It's good to connect with you like this. <laughs> um, so when she gets hormonal and then all of a sudden she'll listen to one of my broadcasts because she's on most of them. Are you on, Diana? Let me know. Sometimes she, she, she tunes into most of them. She gets triggered by me, but I couldn't see why. What about me gets her so riled up? Well, she's quiet and reserved, and I'm the opposite. I'm very transparent. It's part of the work I teach is transparency and authenticity. So if I'm just showing up and bullshitting you, it's kind of incongruent. And so my number one mission in my life is to, I was going to say be congruent, but I can't be all the time, is to fall back, is to be able to be self-aware enough to recognize where I've fallen out of congruency, not to have my ego blinding me to where I've fallen out of congruency and have the self-awareness and the resource to come back and just own it. Because I'm fucking human. I'm not perfect. I'm going, I've had some, had a really rough time chatting with a few people who were just too afraid. I just let my boundaries down and I, ugh, I'm mad at them. But in fact, I was actually mad at myself and I'm learning. I have a bleeding heart, but then it drains me when I don't put the right boundaries. Same as you. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm only going to talk to the committed. Do not. Like, like, in, enjoy this free content. Enjoy it. It's a one-way show. You want a two-way thing, I have to actually make sure that you're ready. Like, 
you get what I'm talking about. Like this is massive, very important. Pregnancy is the most important time to take care of yourself. What happens when my pregnant partner is upset because I triggered her on a, one of these lives because, you know, she feels uh, she, she, she's, she's now all of a sudden people are messaging her and um, friend requesting her and it's not something she's used to. She's the quiet type. She's the yin and yang. And all of a sudden when I'm perceiving my, my when I'm not resourced and I get on a call and I'm perceiving that I'm being attacked, immediately my ego wants to go and defend myself. But if I'm connected to a why that's greater than me, like this baby that we're about to have, and breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma, I will take responsibility for that trigger instead of doing what I naturally want to do, which is to go and, mm, mm, how dare you, how dare you, and then like, like defend myself and then end up not really feeling seen, not having her feel seen. And so there's been, I'm so grateful for these tools. We've been able to take every single little breakdown that normally happens between us and dismantle it together within minutes to like a couple of hours tops. And I'm telling you, the only reason why I'm like, I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm saying this was night and day difference from my previous relationship, which was all based on trauma bonds from an unhealed past. Unconsciously, it's not her fault, it's not my fault. I didn't show up as the, the best version, but the actual relationship wasn't based on anything authentic. It was completely based on, it wasn't based on intimacy. It was completely transactional. This is what happens, this is what I want you to get. When you're dissociated and disconnected, all of your relationships become transactional, everything, friendships. And so it took a moment after everything blew up in my face for me to look around and go, holy shit, I'm alone and this is a pattern and I can't blame anyone but myself. Fuck, I hate it. I hate it because my ego wanted to be right and the other person wrong and they're crazy and I'm the sane one and it's like, we're both crazy in our own way, but by crazy, I mean unconscious, because you're not crazy. It's very predictable. If you understand polyvagal theory, if you understand attachment theory, nothing's crazy. It all makes sense. And it's so fascinating to me, the reason why I'm talking to you about this, because what the hell do I have a right to share this with you? I'm a chiropractor. I crack backs for a living. No. I realize that the stress-related disorders that bring people into the office have to do with these relationship breakdowns and the relationship breakdowns, these unconscious relationships, <clears throat> either this the narcissistic codependent dynamic, you have care-less relationship where my values are, are more important than your values. This is the distancer. This is the narcissist, okay, which I showed up as in that my last dynamic. I've shown up in both. The second type is the careful, is that your values are more important than mine. I minimize myself with respect to you. That's the careful relationship. You, in that situation, you play the codependent role. And the reason why I say codependent role is because in some relationships, you're the distancer, narcissist, and in others, you're the pursuer, codependent. It, you're not 
here's what I want you to understand. You're not one or you're not the other. Your partner is not one or you're not the other. If you're pissed off at your narcissist partner, I got to tell you something about that. If you're pissed off about the narcissist uh, partner, uh, partner, and I hear this a lot, oh, my partner's a narcissist, help, I'm, my partner's a narcissist. Already, you've put yourself in a victim standpoint. You're not seeing the wounds behind their behavior because this monster that you're giving all this power to is actually a little boy, okay, is actually a wounded little child that doesn't know how to regulate his emotions, that grew up not feeling seen and heard, so he had to, I say he because it's very general, this can easily work with the woman and totally, let me know if you get what I'm talking about. And if um, he couldn't he didn't feel seen. He had to find external things to, to, to validate himself with. He had to have, um, he had to have uh, achievements. He had to have success. He had to have fame. He had to have relevance, significance, because he couldn't find it within himself. Welcome to the story of my life. I know. I see that. So when women message me, I'm like, I'm like, I think I know why I'm I'm here to help you because I am your I I was your ex. <laughs> I was your 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 partner. I was him. I don't know how many times I've been in the conversation when a discovery call with a woman and as I'm describing it she's like and I'm like I know. He's me. I know exactly what's going on with him. I know exactly why he doesn't want to talk. I know exactly why he doesn't want to own up to anything. Yeah. So I know exactly how you can heal from this. It's like, oh my gosh, like helping one woman after another with the same guy. I'm like, oh God, I can help you. And they're like, they're referring themselves to their girlfriends who are going through breakups with narciss with their narcissistic partners. They're like, oh my God, this Nima guy, he's got it all figured out. He is, he is your partner. He can, he can help you. And it's like, I kind of was at first a little bit embarrassed by that. <laughs> and then I realized that, no, this is, there's nothing embarrassing about it. It's all unconsciousness. So this unconscious relationship creates you're either the narcissist or the codependent. That's careless narcissist, careful codependent, or the third type, which is called a caring relationship. So that the top two are the unconscious and the bottom is the caring, which is a conscious relationship. This is what you're actually really wanting. You're not wanting somebody who doesn't challenge you. That would be boring. You're not wanting somebody who never triggers you. There's no growth in that. You're not wanting somebody who just validates you all the time. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, your fucking entitled little shit self wants that. Of course, I had a fantasy of that too, but you're going to get bored of that. What you actually want is somebody who's willing to take all the conflicts and turn them into deeper intimacy. In other words, to use the relationship as a safe space to heal and evolve and grow together. To use the relationship uh, to help break the cycle because it, it's better when both of you do it. And so when I first started dating Diana, I said, I'm sorry, you're not, I'm not going to date you unless you come to my workshop. Why? Well, two reasons. Number one, because I get to see the real you. You can't bullshit your way through it because I'm watching your physiology. So 
I, I only want the genuine authentic version of you. That's all I want to see. And number two, if you enter a room with me for several hours, even with an hour, you're in my space. How I'm showing up, how I show up in, in, the, in the room when I'm teaching, like right now, is the same version of me. This was my commitment to become a humble servant leader who isn't like putting on the Dr. Nima show that he used to put on all the time just to get validation externally because he couldn't give it to himself. It's now a lot bigger than that. It's now, who is this really about? It's not about me. It's actually about my pregnant fiance and my unborn baby. It's about my opportunity to have them feel safe to be themselves and not have to hide throughout their lives because I know the impact of doing that. Do you know what I mean? So the only way that you're going to really step up because your ego is going to want to not let you. Your ego is going to want to say no. Your ego is going to want to come up with all sorts of excuses like, uh, coronavirus, uncertainty, uh, I'll get around to it later. Yes, that is the voice of the dark passenger. That is your ego. And it's fucking killing you. And it's really time for you to step the fuck up and realize who this is really about and to say enough. You have to get to that place. The only people, I, and I've, many of you are, <laughs> Nicholas, I love you, brother. Okay? Yeah. So it's great. Yes, absolutely. I'm not reading. I'm just channeling. I'm, this is really important. This is from my heart right here, guys. Okay? You get this. You're not, you're not going to do it. Like every person on this thing, PETA, Nicholas, share your stories, you guys. You remember that moment where you had to make that choice? PETA did, couldn't afford anything. She put, her, she put a deposit down and had a huge argument with her husband. And her husband basically came to me and sent me a private message. And this is what he said. He said, you fucking thief. If you take another cent off of my wife is what he sent a message to me. Imagine the work I do. I'm on the front lines, bitch. I got to do this shit for a living. I'm like, what the fuck did I sign up for? He sends me a message saying, if you take another cent, I'm going to publicly shame you for the manipulative thief that you are. Whoa. I'm just trying to help a woman who reached out to me because she was the one to reach out to me because she wanted help with her weed addiction. And she knew that it had to do with trauma. And she was triggered all the time. She had to smoke weed to just not be triggered. And everyone around her, her kids, her mom, were like, uh, scared to be around her because she wasn't safe. She was always needing to sedate herself because of some truth that she didn't want to fucking face. And I wanted to help her. She reached out to me and her husband is like, I'm sitting here going, ah. And these are the days, these are the nights where I got to go back and go, why am I doing this again? And then I got to go back to my big why. And what's different about it now, which is really there's an urgency. There's this fierce urgency of now because I got a kid coming in and there's coronavirus. So there's a, 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 there's a terrible risk of unsafety 
in that. And so what's amazing is how playful Diana and I are together on the phone. <clears throat> we lift each other up. We just, when she's feeling down, she's, even if she's upset with me, even though it hurts, I'm able to actually sit there, hold my heart while it's aching, while she's complaining about me and criticizing me while it fucking hurts my ego because my ego really loves to be liked, loves to be loved, okay? So if you tell me you're not happy with me, it hurts and I'm holding my own heart while I'm listening to her and letting her let it out and maybe even cry, even though we're doing it on the phone distance, I can actually go, oh, I can change the way she feels so that my baby feels amazing. And the cool part about it is she can see that. It's not like she doesn't recognize it. The next day afterwards, she'll message me feeling amazing. She goes, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate so much. And I'm like, wow, thanks for seeing that even though it hurts to be criticized by you, I really am committed to letting you express yourself and, and have all your feelings and, and feel seen. And so even though it hurts, even though I want to defend myself and say you're wrong, because you didn't see me right. You, your perception's wrong. I tr Trust me, I fucking want to say that. And so when she does that, it's like, wow, this is like a $10 million skill to take a trigger and turn it into self-connection and a conflict and turn it into self-love. Not, not, not just self-love, but deeper intimacy. Like the conflict actually makes you stronger rather than fucking causes you to whittle apart. And so you avoid conflict and have an inauthentic relationship. What's that worth? Uh, I just hit the jackpot. I don't care. I don't care if I never see a single client again. Well, I do because I love my work, obviously. And yes, there's bills to pay. But let's just say, put that aside. I've already won the game of life to create a secure attachment. That's like you've just won the game of life if you've done that because it's so fucking rare because we have people walking around wounded and completely unaware of what to do. And their heads are in the dark and we don't want to deal with it because it's too painful to own it and too painful to face what I'm ashamed about myself. So I'm just going to keep avoiding. And then lo and behold, coronavirus. The universe is saying, fuck you, stop avoiding. It's in your face. Adapt or die. Adapt or fall apart. Either way, your old life is finished, thank God. This is a new opportunity. This is amazing. It's an amazing opportunity for us. And so I bring you back to the question. Please write the name of the person down. Who, what is this all about, really? You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or 
the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. What is this all about? What, who, who is this about? Who is this really about? You dedicating yourself to creating a safe place in your body so that you now can be partners with that person you've been with because they're horrible, they're abusive, they're a narcissist, they're a this and all of this deep energy that you have that's actually eating away at you because resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Fuck, that sucks because I just want to hold on to this resentment like, like a hot coal. It's burning you. It's eating you away. It's destroying your relationships. And if you haven't gotten complete with it, you will try to get into another relationship and you'll find the same pattern. If you're a victim to a perpetrator and you haven't healed from it, you now have victim lenses. And guess what happens? Everyone you see is a perpetrator and it's not your fault. This isn't because you're a bad person. It's because your nervous system is attuned to victimhood. Your nervous system is attuned to the wound. The wound, attuned to the wound. Boom. Okay, let me just write that down. That was attuned to the wound. I'm just writing that down. Just, this is my rap stuff. Come, just hold just one second. Tuned to the wound. Oh, that's a new rap song. Okay, I just found my new rap song. That was my intention. I was like, I want to create more music. I want to get my nervous system, my uh, prefrontal cortex working out of my amygdala, which is pretty fucking active right now. I'm going to write a song. In fact, you want me to sing a song right now? Let me know if you want me to do a rap song right now. I'm feeling inspired. Okay. And if you've watched, I don't care. If you've seen it, I don't care. I feel inspired. Do you want to hear a rap song right now? I don't care. I'm going to do one. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Would you like to hear it? Okay, attune to the wound. Attune to the wound, yo. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay, Pete is a big fan. Coming out in iTunes. Pete, yes, Maureen, my people. I love you guys. Might as well do this while in quarantine, right? Like, what am I? What else am I going to do? I might as well put on the Dr. Nima show. This is my two-year-old self loving the attention. PTSD, they say you're going to be living with it for an eternity so take these medications so that you don't have to see the demons in your mind that you're begging to flee you gotta work hard you gotta want to overcome the task of transcending a label is not an easy one who would you be without this identity set free 
would your heart be filled with glee, project an expectation on something to be against what history and fate had it to be? Now the past is threatening to be your destiny. I've been saying it for years, but no one's hearing my plea. Disorder transforms when you change the story. The suffering dissolves. Inside you is the key. The illness doesn't have to be your reality. You've got to wake up and take over the responsibility. Pills don't teach skills. You gotta look inside if you wanna find the answer to your ills. Pills don't teach skills. Covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bills. I said pills don't teach skills. You gotta look inside if you wanna find the answer to your ills. Pills don't teach skills. Covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bills. When they tell you let it go, you can try with all your might. The problem's that your nervous system's still in fight or flight. The stress ain't gone, it's still in plain sight. You gotta find a way to turn around the fight. My name is Dr. Nima, adjusting spines is my game. Now I'm spitting lyrics, to me it's all the same. Correcting your structure, improving what you eat. Dissolving your stress by adjusting your beliefs. I wasn't born a rapper, but I'm a rapper at heart. It connects me to my young and my playful part. I'm in my mid 40s, is that too late to Start what I'm lacking in my rap technique, I make up for with heart. The dancing, the rhymes, healing spines and minds. Giant everything you love makes you feel fine. So don't hold back if there's a song you need to sing and dance like you don't care who's watching. I said, pills don't teach skills. You gotta look inside if you wanna find the answer to your ills. Pills don't teach skills. Covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bill. I said, pills don't teach skills. You gotta look inside if you wanna find the answer to your ills. Pills don't teach skills. Covering the truth in exchange for your dollar pills. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm waiting for the thunderous applause. It's nowhere to be seen or heard. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> Caroline, you love that. <laughs> Wow, that was fun. This was a very meaningful conversation that all I'm doing, remember, what's my promise every time, Marnie, what's up? Oh, I got something for you, remind me. Please go back and watch this. I'm requesting. Marnie, especially, this is for you and your story, okay? Um, my promise is every time you participate in these transmissions, just my energy will bring you to a space where you're feeling a ventral vagal. I'm taking you from dorsal vagal to maybe sympathetic anger or whatever, but by the end of it, out of that frustration into your body. How do I do that? It's because I understand the nervous system. When you learn how to regulate yourself, you will be great at regulating other people. Just with the language you use, just with your energy, you can impact how people feel around you. You just gotta get over your own fucking story in order to do it. You gotta get past your victimhood and then you gotta step up into a leadership role towards a planet that really needs you. But the question is you're not gonna do it unless you ask yourself who is this really about? Laura, just jumped in and she's joining us on Saturday for this five hour compression session, which I'm gonna take the magic of an entire weekend that we have our weekend workshop, compressing it into five hours so that by the end you find the exact root cause of what's really going on. And you have a deep, meaningful reconnection to the part of you that you once fractured from. So that you now start to gain the tools and awareness and 
dare I say, inspiration to carry forward the work of basically making yourself trigger-proof, making yourself able to like literally stop the cycle of intergenerational trauma because I stand for healed families and I love doing that. And I believe that because I've done that, I can take my parents' experience, which caused them to be reactive because they weren't seen and heard, which then caused me and my brother to become reactive and not be seen and heard and cause all sorts of challenges in my personal relationship. It's not their fault. Please understand. I'm not saying it's their fault at all. I love my parents. They came and dropped off food yesterday and just literally brought me to tears because they stood there and I was like handing it and it's like, I can't hug them. It's like a very weird experience. Have you, have you not noticed? It's like, I saw them and it's like, it's dangerous to hug you. It's like, I can't hug you. Like the experience of not being able to hug your, your parents because there's like a, a you know, six foot, it was weird. And it's like, wow, it, it, it brought me to tears. I, I, I cried after they dropped it off and it was a very heart opening thing. And it took me a while to get here feeling that way with them because I just was so resentful until I just got them because I took the time and reconnected with myself. It was just like this sense of understanding expanded. My mind expanded with understanding. And it's like every human being that enters my space will feel seen and heard because I took the time to do that. And now, instead of being at the effect of their ego, I can see through it and understand still as they trigger me where it comes from and still maintain a relationship with them. And because of that, I now have a mutual, secure, mutually a secure, conscious, attached relationship that has conflict just like yours and we're able to use every conflict as a commitment to get deeper. Basically, I've, I've won the lotto. I've won the lotto in terms of the human experience because I pretty much got what it is we're all searching for but don't really know, a secure, healthy attachment to our relationship with ourselves, obviously, but with others, everyone around us, with our partner and with our work. And I'm committed to knowing that that's always gonna be a work in progress through every trigger, through every conflict, through every crisis. So I just love teaching this and I wanna take those that are committed along the ride with me. <clears throat> I wanna take those who are committed along the ride with me. So I'm super duper stoked. You guys, no, 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 no surprise, you're showing up on these calls again and again and again. Caroline has been on pretty much every one. Have they been making a difference for you? Laura just jumped on earlier today, I believe. Was it today, this morning? And something I said really resonated with her. She says, I'm all in. Take me, get, grab me one of those spots. We have several spots remaining. We have a few remaining. It's Saturday. It's one to six, and you're going to completely get the lowdown on all of this and you're going to get laser coaching with me and you're going to see a community of other people my clients like PETA like Maureen who are like going to show up and do the work with us because they're so like they wouldn't miss it this is the, they're like oh my god I'm so excited because even though it's difficult the way that you feel afterwards and how strong you are afterwards I don't know PETA if you've shared your story 
uh, oh, there you go. Where do I start <laughs> with my story? Nima reached out to Nima because I was addicted to weed, always snapping at my kids and my mom, totally disconnected from my ex-husband, baby daddy, and our daughter was totally disconnected from her dad. Hadn't seen him for six months. My husband and I fighting all the time so much he took work. Uh, he took work all tr he took work away like he traveled away to work just to get the fuck away from her <laughs> no! all trauma related signed up to our program was desperate i've healed the relationship with my ex after 16 long years of shit which by the way has contributed to Paige, her daughter now feeling safe because her daughter was dissociated from her father because of the drama between them and because PETA took on the work which it's like easily wanted the ex, the narcissistic asshole ex to take on because she took it on. She was able to not only repair their relationship, she repaired her daughter Paige's relationship with her fucking father. Totally breaking the cycle. Peta, I fucking love you. I have like tears in my eyes thinking about your commitment. You've shown up to every group call. You literally haven't missed anything. You're present every single time. You're so coachable. You're listening. You're listening constantly like, like, oh my gosh. And then now, like after she, when she jumped in, her husband was like cussing me out for being like this thief. Now he's like not complaining when they're having some good times. You know what I'm saying? He still hates my guts, most as most husbands do, by the way. Your husband, by the way, if you jump in, your husband or ex will hate my guts because, how do I put it? Their ego doesn't like the new, stronger, more empowered version of you. That's confronting to us male egos when we want to have dominance and superiority and then find that, my usual tactics of trying to piss you off and to try to tie you into my little drama isn't actually working anymore. Fuck. Fuck you. I hate the new you. You're such a bitch. You're such a selfish bitch. That Nima guy is an asshole. Fuck you, Nima. I get it. I get it. Totally. <laughs> um, um, I'm missing it. Where's the link? Yeah. Oh, the link, uh, let me just put it out there for you, Joe. Let me put out the link. I'll give you the link if you're ready to, yeah, you're ready to jump in. Let me, I know you're ready to jump in. Let me just find the link for you and I will make sure that you get it. It's just, it's there. It's the compression session. It's for those ready to invest in solving the problem. It's 350 bucks, five hours of deep, dark coaching time with me. You leave there with a firm grasp grounding of why you disconnected in the first place and you meet yourself for the first time often and you probably will heal from listening to other people's stories promise happens every time it's magical i don't know how it's going to go because every time i do the overview experience i just show up with the energy that's there and i kind of maestro it and you leave there as long as you're clear on what your intention is Here's what I want you to do. Send me a DM. What's your intention? What do you want to get out of those five hours? Okay, if you want one of the spots. Send me exactly what your intention is, and then I'll send you a link, and then you get registered. We already, I'm super duper stoked. Caroline's in. Uh, Laura's in. The guy, the fact that you guys are here. But here, before I ask who, why, before I ask who's in, I'm going to ask you why. Who is this really about? Back to the original question. Remember, the reason why we must keep asking is because 
when the moments when we don't want to move forward, when it's too difficult, we have to remember why we're started. Today, I did that like four times when I was like, why did you start, Nima? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a baby on the way. Oops, forgot. With all my drama, there's, there's a child's life at stake, and I'm going to be the guy that steps up and to leads and to create a safety, not just in my family, but I want to teach families how to do that. Had an amazing uh, revelation from uh, Yanni, who her, her, her relationship with her husband, Dusty, has totally transformed from victim to, oh my God, I see what the whole, oh my God, it totally makes sense. All the wounding that brought us together makes sense. The reason why he acts the way he does makes sense. I'm not a victim anymore. I'm going to, let's be co-creators. Now they have more intimacy than they probably ever have, and that's going to break the cycle. Because guess what? How your kids feel when they see their mom in a or dad in a very secure, attached relationship, then they know how they have something to model it. Wow, is that a big why? Is that a big enough why? Is you do relationship as relationship was done to you. You parent as parenting was done to you. Unless, unless you dig this shit up and do the difficult work and take responsibility moment to moment to moment and choosing who you're being because that's the only thing that's going to stop it. And I stand for healed families. That's why I'm here. That's my gift. That's all of my suffering and the work that I've gone through in my life has led me to this. And that's why it's so meaningful. And it's never been more important than right now. That's why I've stepped up and done two transmissions a day other than I'll get bored in quarantine, not sharing my gifts. So I'm grateful that you're giving me an opportunity to share my gifts. Do you have any questions? It's about, yeah. Missing it, where's the link? I'll get you the link and jump right in, Joe. This is for, this is, this is your time. We're gonna go deep. You're gonna take whatever since the last time we saw you, we're gonna bring that to the table and we're gonna alchemize it if you're ready. Anyway, if there's no other questions, I wanted to tell you I'm grateful for you because you're giving me an opportunity to share with you what my burning desire is, share with you what makes my heart sing. And it's my desire to get you connected to what makes your heart sing. And the only way to do that is by just going into those dark places and having a different conversation about them, one that's empowering, one that's sharing, and to be able to reconnect with the younger part of you that's been screaming for your attention all along and that you've kind of let go by the wayside. I want to teach you how to change that relationship. And in Joe's situation, what's interesting, after he did the work, he really did not know how to, he didn't like kids. He's like, uh, there's always a wall between him and his kid, him and kids. Even his four-year-old nephew, there wasn't really a connection. But after he did the work, Joe, how did you feel? How did you feel differently? Um, yeah, our parents and grandparents. Yeah, exactly. This is about them. Intergen, it's about them. I'm breaking the cycle. Every time I do it, I step up over there. And what I was just saying about Joe is that now he's able to hang with his four-year-old nephew and have a deep, present encounter with a child, what he couldn't do because he had abandoned his own child inside. 
So we just worked on that and everything changed. And now he's, he went from, oh my God, Joe, shit. When you reached out, his wife basically said, I'm leaving you after 15 years. And he's like, I don't know who I am. He did the scariest thing. How scared were you before you jumped in the program, Joe? You stood there frozen like a deer in headlights. I said, shut the fuck up and do it. I was just being a little pushy. I get pushy with you when I really have faith in you. I said, shut the fuck up. We're, we get into this thing. When we do our discovery call, if this ever happens, your ego is going to show up what stopped you. It's designed. My job is to trigger what's always stopped you so that you can choose to jump over that fence. And he did. And lo and behold, he comes back from um, United uh, from Abu Dhabi and his partner's like, I'm done with the relationship. And they were cohabitating and, and, and uncoupling at the same time. And he was like, he was like over it, not over it, but he was like so accepting of it. Whereas he, he totally would not go back if she begged for him back because of who he's become. And now he has a, he's met somebody who's engaged in the same type of work of creating a conscious relationship to the point where I got a message from her one day. Who are you? She goes, yeah, I'm dating Joe. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And yeah, so I've gone through some challenging relationships and now I have this amazing guy who's the most conscious relationship I've ever had. And he had never done any personal development work. He's like an engineer, Catholic background. So he had rejected all forms of spirituality, had no, and on our first call, boom, had a, what he described, I mean, you can back it up here if I'm right. Um, besties, you can back it up if, if I'm right here, Joe. You had like a, what you would describe, this engineer who would abolish Catholicism. On our first session together, you had what you would describe as a spiritual awakening, which is what the overview method is. It's an awakening of, oh my God, I was unconscious and now I'm conscious. Everything started looking different. He started immediately and uh, changing. And now the relationship he's in, she she messages me. She's on a call with me. She's like, I think that like I don't want to lose him. I don't want to screw this up because this is like the most conscious relationship I've ever had. And I'm like, boom, win, win, go Joe. You're my you're my homie, <laughs> you know. And so it's so meaningful. It's so meaningful for him to just break those cycles, find his own, find his own like, like self-love, find his own like, oh my God, I can actually look in a mirror. This is the only way that you can do this. Here's the hallmark of it. Can you look in a mirror and genuinely say, I love you? Can you? And if you can't, don't worry, you're in good company, but probably 99% of the world right? Even the ones that are like arrogant. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't say it Gen and genuinely feel it and not feel it just here. It's difficult to explain. There's a nuance to the method where you got to actually drop into the body and feel it here. And then when I did something magical change with my business, with all of my relationships, because I was starting to come from here now, people could feel this because I was connected with this. Can you feel it too? This is why this shit's blowing up. This is why you're inviting several of your friends and family and the people that you care about in this group because th this is real. This is real. It's genuine concern. It's not a garden path. I don't say, hey, this is going to be easy. I say, no, this is going to be hard. Turn hope into commitment.
turn your hope that things will be better into commitment and then your life will be different. I'm, I'm committed that my child is going to grow up in a community of co-regulators. That's what I'm here. I'm, I'm envisioning a future on that planet that's all falling apart because people are so dysregulated and they don't know. They go into fear and they go into panic and naturally because they're holding on to trauma in the body that's intergenerational. And I, I envision a, a planet, a community where we can all reach out and like be nervous system savvy. In other words, see people past victimhood and perpetrator and those cycles which we're all going to play. You're a victim, you're a perpetrator, you're a hero. You, the, the triangle, right? I believe it's the drama triangle or whatever. The victim, the perpetrator, the hero just keeps recycling and then you're playing different roles. To get the only way out of that is to take responsibility and to heal and to take ownership of where you are. The way out of that is to own where you're at. The only way out of the victim, the, the, the drama triangle that we get into that creates the toxicity that's what the intergenerational trauma is all about through our neurobiology of we, because it's all neurobiology that's inter entangling us in these dynamics. The only way to break out of it is to be able to observe yourself in it. Go, oh, fuck, I'm the victim here. Ah, oh, I'm the hero here. Oh, shit. I so was the perpetrator in that one. And just see the humanity of it and then start to unravel where it's coming from. Why is this important to you? Well, look around you right now in a time of crisis. Are you working as a team? Is your team unraveling? My, I'm so thrilled, my team Eilina, Kim, my good friend Russ is kind of my guy, my main man. My partner, my relationship with my brother, my relationship with my parents. We're like, I'm looking, I'm observing, I'm like, wow, look at this. And I can take full credit, not for everybody, but for who I became in order to create that environment around me, that universe around me of people who've taken this COVID-19 thing and we've gotten like this more determined than ever versus, okay, the COVID thing shows up and it exposes where the patches are. It exposes the fractures. It's like this balloon that's already weakened and now there's a lot more air. It's going to pop. That's what's happening. Many of you are popping. Many of us are popping. I don't want to say you because I've had my days too. Many of us are unraveling and popping and saying, okay, it's time. It's time to take it on. It was wild. Diana, guys, I want you to give give my 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 future bride to be and my we were just talking about you, Diana. I'm sure you're gonna be thrilled. I don't know how much of that you caught, but uh give her some love right now because she is yep, my sport network for some reason just started to slowly fall apart since corona. Is it me? Is it everyone? Laura, good one. Ouch. I'm holding you right now and I get it and that sucks and that is what you're wise to take full responsibility for. Not your fault. No, 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 no. Please understand the distinction fault versus responsibility. It's definitely not your fault. Okay? And yes, it's you. 
because what happens is in all likelihood, and I don't know, and I'm totally guessing, I'm just going off energy right now, is Corona has shown up and everything that was inauthentic about your relationships that was based on pretending or withholding the truth because you didn't make those truths known because of fear of rejection and you didn't set boundaries and you didn't, and all these unmet expectations because of what you had expected, uncommunicated, covert, um, covert uh, expectations, agreements, covert agreements, things you just expected but didn't have the courage at the time through no fault of your own to actually communicate it. And so now that the bubble is bursting, the lies and the incongruencies and the withholds and the, um, yeah, the, in, the, the inauthenticities, they're literally showing their face and it's like, oh, and the, and, which is a good thing prepare for a transformation. I mean, every relationship, every time, every time you have, um, let's be real, my beauty appointments were my self-care, that's gone now. Yes, I'm materialistic, but that's okay. I'm honest about it. <laughs> I love you. Leslie, I love you too. I'm glad you're here, hon. Right? Um, where was I with it, Laura? I just, I just love communicating with you. I love your engagement. And then I, I lose I lose track because I'm in it. So um, essentially, it's a good thing, what I was saying. It's a good thing because it gives you an opportunity to recreate. It's not too late. You're still young. And wow, okay, good. So the question is going to be now, Laura, here's the best part. Because we're going to get started with you. Laura is going to be there on Saturday. So here's, here is what your homework is. Those of you joining us on Saturday, this is your homework, and I want you to start writing it down and send me, you know, an email or send it to me via email or get it to me and my team, and we're going to brainstorm in helping this happen. So here's what's going to happen. You're now aware of what's so, Laura. I'm going to use you as an example because you were just so vulnerable enough to share, so I'm going to use yours as an example because it's real life. What you're going to do, and Caroline, you're going to do this as well, work through this. Reality of where you're at is good. Okay, good. The, this is where you are. This is what's so. Corona's shown up and now exposed these things. Great. That's the reality. What is it that you want? What's the vision? That's what we're going to be working on. Because what's the vision? What does it look like for you in one year? I remember being in that space exactly as you were alone, Laura. And I said, because it was a Christmas time and I was alone. And I was lonely. I had just finally like ended a, like a toxic relationship and finally just left because I didn't have the courage to leave because I was so addicted to the sex. Full disclosure. And I thought, I can't leave without my addiction. I'm not safe by myself. I don't feel fully resourced. I need my sustenance. <laughs> and so when I finally had the courage to leave, I had the worst Christmas ever. Nobody was around. My family was all at the the Baha'i conferences in um, Phoenix. I'm alone here, alone, and my work isn't going that great because I had just been so distracted by the toxicity in the relationship that I'm sitting there and I'm looking around going, holy fuck, and I'm looking in the mirror going, look at, look at, what, look at what you've done. And I was trying not to beat myself up. I was trying, but I was doing a fine job at it. Just, 
just beating the shit out of myself. Look at where you've look at where you've ended up. Okay. You know how this works. You can't blame anyone. It's time to take over. Like t t time to take your ego aside. Put the ego aside now. Good. See where your ego driving the bus is given? Are you going to give the give the steering wheel to 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 your soul? Okay, good. That's all I'm asking you to do. Great. What do you want? What does your soul want? I want a healthy, secure relationship. I'm done trying to have the many and to try to keep myself occupied and try to have a few or just have this polyamorous type of free-floating thing. No, no, no. I'm ready to do whatever it takes to have the experience in my relationship where I feel like home. Like it's not more work being around this person. It feels like a, like a sanctuary. That's the type of relationship, not more work, not the trauma triangle, triangle, perpetrator, victim, hero complex that I keep going through. And it's a triangle that keeps going as a cycle. We would just go constantly perpetrator. Then I became the hero. Then I became the victim. Then I, then because I became the victim, then I became the perpetrator and phew, same thing with you. I get it. I was in the same thing, but I was completely unconscious until I, and then I like, okay, how can I go from there to like a, a, a secure attachment where here's the key where you're together and apart and, and the, you're not anxious when you're apart. There's no anxiety of what the hell's they, what the hell are they doing? Like, I'm not sitting here worrying. Can I trust her? And she, I want to make sure for the first time that I have somebody that I'm with completely feel that I'm all there because I never had a partner of mine except when I was married the first couple of years when I was married we were really great until one big trigger happened and we like one big like scare happened between the two of us where we both got spooked and then we dissociated I didn't know what the fuck I was doing then either I was like oh now me and my ex-wife are great friends because we totally see that and she's in the same line of work as me. She's writing books on this, healing trauma, and we both kind of like became really good friends about it. And um, like to now to go to a space where I have a secure attachment, where it feels like warm. Oh, here's what true love feels like. For those of you who really don't know what it is and you're kind of, it feels like a, a cup of warm oatmeal feels like a bowl of warm oatmeal. It's not too like, wow, like, wow. And it's not like, like crazy bipolar where it's all based on trauma bonds. It actually feels like a safe space and you piss each other off and you sometimes aren't each other's favorite person. And you know that no matter what, that that you're safe regardless, that it's just a conflict and that you'll be, you'll, you'll get through it. Like I don't, I'm, I'm safe. You know what I mean? You know, that safe, that type of safety that I'm talking about where you're not stressed about the conflict that you're so not avoiding the conflict. You're not stressed that you're able to be real. Look, I know this might piss you off, but this is the truth. I want to share with you what my truth is that form of secure attachment. And it's weird that a chiropractor is talking about relationships, but it actually makes perfect sense because your relationships, this was the big, your relationships are all a function of the tone of your nervous system. Let me say that again. 
this is the chiropractic link, all of my relationships and how I'm showing up and how they're showing up with me and how I'm able to regulate them and bring them down is a function of my nervous system. I was on a call this today with a guy that was ready to rage because he just discovered last night that his wife was cheating. So he thought it was an old flame that she had and he messages her and he, he messages, he messages her and then the husband, they've been kind of not that connected for a long time. And the husband all of a sudden catches it and he's fucking raging and she's messaging me, mayday, mayday, help. Can you mediate? And I'm like, uh, I just work with people ready to heal, but okay, let's do this. So she's, he's there, he's screaming, he's yelling. And I'm just like, because of the tone of my nervous system, I was old, able to hold a container, completely empathize with everything that he was going through, feeling betrayed. I told him all those things and he wasn't wrong. And he st slowly started to feel seen and heard and calm the fuck down. And then he was, after a few minutes, he, he leaves, right? Because he was not, he's like, I don't want to talk to you. So then, but after I calmed, at the beginning, it was like that. After I calmed him down, he left. And she turns to me and she's like, I cannot believe you just did that. He was so resistant. And the truth is the only way that I, the only reason why I can do that is because I've learned how to hold such a strong container for myself in my heart and know exactly what my why is and know deep down what my commitment is so that whatever you're throwing at me in my face, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm unwavering with my commitment. I still, even though you're fucking screaming at me, I'm not taking it personally. I know exactly what my commitment is. You can think I'm a fucking sh salesman, schmo, whatever. Okay, great. I've heard it all. That's fine. I, people yell and scream and I'm working with emotions. So people's egos, clients sometimes, I had to put out another fire with another client who was triggered by me. You know, it's just, it's part of my work. I have to, it, it's actually part of, that I embrace, right? But my ability to contain myself allow and, and regulate my nervous system, it becomes this magical ability to then learn how to co-regulate because I've mastered or I'm mas I haven't mastered because I'm constantly learning with every trigger. I'm able to integrate it. I'm master. I'm in the path of mastering the neurobiology of we, of all of us. So when you're in my space, you feel that neurobiology of attunement. Then when you come to my workshop, you feel that neurobiology of attunement. Even on these transmissions, the reason why you're still here and you're coming back for more is because you can feel attunement to you. It's been intentional, by the way. That's what my commitment is. I've learned how to do this. It's like a fucking superpower that you can then take and learn and make your own superpower. And then all of a sudden, all of the people around you during crisis times like this reach out to you, come and support you. I get calls from friends. I didn't have relationships with men. I have men who I have deep bonds with now reaching out and saying, brother, I'm here to support you. Like, how the fuck I'm sitting here all alone and I've never felt more connected and loved even though I don't have physical contact. Whereas a couple, couple years ago, if this was me, I would have fucking unraveled. I would have unraveled.
And that's the value of the neurobiology of we. It's not when things are going great, you're making tons of money, you're doing great. No, no, no. It's when the shit's hitting the fucking fan the way it is on the planet right now. It's when everything is crumbling around you. And if you've done your work, you can look and go, I feel stable. I feel secure. It's not about money, guys. It's not just about money. That is a big thing, of course. You need resources. But... Resource comes in many forms. Depending on who you show up as, because of your impact and the way that you've intentionally created a centers and, and, and connections with people where they feel safe, by, but not at the cost of abandoning yourself. That's the art. Many of you are great at just giving, giving, giving. I know I do that too with a bleeding heart, but then you'll do it at the cost of yourself. No, 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 no. It's actually it has to be holding you as a container first and then doing that. And all of a sudden, I don't really have any fear about this coronavirus. Yes, I'm concerned. I'm not concerned for my health. I'm concerned for how this is going to spread and all of the lives that are impacted and fucking people in the front lines, doctors having to decide, do I save this person's life or that person's life? Or having to experience people around me like, in Iran, what I've discovered, I talked to my uncle today, in Iran, what they're doing is all of the deaths that are happening, they just put them in the grave and then they uh, put disinfectant and um, and they like bury them. Like there's no, there's no contact, there's no proper mourning. Like it's like trauma after another. I'm concerned for that, 100%. My heart goes out to them. Because it could get, things are likely going to get worse as things go in lockdown. But I'm not, I'm, I know that I'm going to get through this. And I think I'm going to get through it even stronger because of this. And I, what's going to make the difference between me unraveling and stepping up is my ability to regulate myself, my nervous system. So I'm going to leave a link right there. Uh, for those of you that are ready to jump in, I'm just going to drop that in right away and uh, join us. I want you to be one of there and be there and your homework. Like I said, Caroline and uh, uh, Laura, you're going to write what your outcome is. What is your ideal outcome in six months, Laura? Now that you're sitting around looking at all of the friendships that are unraveling, okay, Caroline, whatever you're confronted by, now it's the time to start thinking in six months' time. What's the ideal scenario? Paint a picture for me. Send it to me in email. And let's see what it's going to take to get you there. That's all. That's it. That's your homework. That's all you got to do to prepare. And keep that in mind because now here's what's going to happen. Your transformation began just with your commitment. When you signed up, all of a sudden you now have something to look forward to. And now your mind and brain are going to start to look for cues and evidences in your nervous system around you to help you get that intention met. That's the value of having a coach. That's the value of having intentional um, um, strategic feedback. So create that. Create a future. Okay, and let's show you the whole, all Saturday is about just trust the process. If you trust what I'm saying and you can feel what I'm going, what I'm sharing with you, on Saturday when you show up, you're going to learn how to remove everything in the way between where you're at and that. 
because that's there. It's pure potential in the universe. But there's you in the way. There's all this you-ness, this, this unconsciousness in the way you're going to, we're going to become conscious. You're going to be like, fuck, there's where the pattern is. And then now you'll have inspiration to move forward. So thank you. Was that useful for you? Homework. What is your ideal outcome? Exactly. Will do. Great. I can't wait. Linda, I look, hey, what's up? Linda, I love you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I want to encourage you, Linda, if you're here, if still around, go and watch from the beginning. I really would love for you to watch it. This is massive, especially for leaders. This is for leaders. Specifically, all of my relationship, how I'm showing is a function of my nervous system. Absolutely. Linda, please go back and start from the beginning. I even do a wrap. I know it's 90 minutes long. Please, you can't miss this. And I'd like to talk to you afterwards because this conversation, you're going to leave with a completely different nervous system because I keep bringing you back to what this is really about. Okay? I really would love to love to and and then message me afterwards because i want to make this i want to see what we can do with it okay caroline i look forward to seeing you saturday laura i look forward to seeing love you guys love you i really love the fact that you're here giving me an opportunity while in quarantine to share what my gifts are and i can't wait to teach it to the people that are ready to step up in leadership big love see you tomorrow morning